0: Welcome to Plugged Into Cranks. This is your announcer, David Grady. Today we explore more of our brand new podcast series titled 1 Corinthians, Paul's Letter to Corinth with Pastor and Teacher William Polis. This is part two, which Pastor Polis will cover chapters one and two. We do these biblical teachings so that you will gain wisdom, knowledge, and blessing in this podcast series. Now I am pleased to introduce Pastor William Polis as he teaches part two of First Corinthians, Letters of Correspondence to the Corinthians.
1: Welcome. Come on in. Grab an easy chair, whoever you're listening to this podcast, as I present this teaching from First Corinthians chapters 1 and 2. You know, in today's day and age, it's so very important that Christian men and women share the good news of salvation of Jesus Christ. This world is growing more and more uh, evil and debased every day. Even now, this country... In the United States, is becoming less and less Christian than even 50 years ago when I was a mere child of 10 years old. In these last 50 years, um, sexual deviation, perversion have run rampant. There are more senseless murders, rapes than ever before. I see the breakup of the family unit, where there's either no father or no mother in the household, and the children being brought up by single parents every day. on um, as I work on and on, third, on the third floor where I work. Um, I see children having to go to be with foster parents and the heartbreak of these children crying because they don't want to go, it's it's very saddening. Less people attend church than ever when I was a boy. This country is certainly growing more and more evil every day. It's under the spell of the devil and this country is not godly at all. Let us resolve that we should pray continually for this country and for the lost here in, in the United States that they may come to understand and know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Lord knows there are many people who don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior right here in the U.S. and even around the world. All right, let's get started with today's lesson of First Corinthians chapters 1 and 2. First Corinthians chapter 1 verses 1 through 3, we have Paul's greeting to the church at Corinth. Now right from verse 1, Paul calls himself an apostle of Jesus Christ. And if you notice that he's identifying himself as an apostle and not one of the 12 disciples, who walked with Jesus. Paul acknowledges that, although is an apostle, he is so through the will of God, and so things, his brother in Christ. Now in verse 2, Paul turns his attention to the church at Corinth, whom Paul calls, sanctified in Jesus Christ. He says, they're called to be saints in all places, where, which they are, and which they have called upon the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, both theirs and ours. Now Paul closes out his greeting, with grace be to you, and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Now this is a very common type of greeting that was in almost all of, of the beginning of, of all, every book that Paul wrote. Uh, well, the only exception of that are the books of Acts and Hebrews. First Corinthians chapter 1, verses 4-9 through nine are about spiritual gifts at Corinth. In verse 4, Paul gives thanks to those in Corinth who are believers by the grace of God which were given to Paul to work the spreading of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Paul writes in verse 5 that those at Corinth were enriched in everything by Christ Jesus in utterance and knowledge. In verse 6, Paul says that even as their testimony of Christ was confirmed in you, verse 7 he says, so that you would would not be short in any gift awaiting the revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ. In verse 8, Paul tells them that, He will confirm them in the end, that Jesus Christ will confirm them in the end, and they will be blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, if you listen to what it says in verse 8, he says, God is faithful by whom you were called into fellowship of his Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior. My brothers and sisters, isn't it nice to know and understand that we are saved and called by Jesus Christ unto himself as Lord and Savior, and that he died for us And all those who call upon his name and are saved will inherit heaven. 1 Corinthians 1, verses 10 through 17. Sectarianism is a sin. Paul is urging that we all speak the same things in the same mind, within the same judgment. Paul is trying to get the church at Corinth on the same page with Jesus. Paul points out that in, in the house of Chloe, there were contentions among them. Well, what type of contentions were there? Well, in verse 12, he points out there were contentions of pride as to whom would be their leader, Paul, Apollos, Cephas, or Peter, or Christ. Yes, pride is at the heart of this contention. This pride caused factions to develop within, which in turn caused divisional contentions among them. Now, here is what was contained in those factions. Paul, some believed, was their sublime and spiritual teacher. And so they followed Paul. Others followed Apollos because he was, to him, to some, he was a very eloquent speaker. Peter who was a circumcised disciple uh, that was with Jesus and the other disciples, and this faction thought that he had the authority and wisdom as well as age. And then the final one is Christ. But those who followed Christ, uh, they did so for Christ alone, and they felt that they were better than all the other three of the group. Paul, Apollos, or Peter. All of this was based on nothing but pure evil, sin of pride, and the evidences of corruption, depravity of the human nature. Now Paul exposits upon their discord and their quarrels by asking, is Christ divided? No, he is not divided. Paul states that he was not crucified for them, meaning Paul, nor was he baptized in his, they were baptized in his name, in Paul's name. Paul states that he thanks God that he did not baptize any of them except for Crispus and Gaius, lest anyone should say they were baptized in Paul's own name, verse 14. Paul says, lest anyone that I baptize in my own name, you know, in verse 15. See, Paul in verse 15 is pointing out the fruitlessness of doing something in his own name, which is sinful, and it's not giving Christ the glory, in which he's what you need to be doing in the first place. And that's not only just about baptism, but it's about in all things. In verse 16, Paul points out that he baptized the household of Stephanus, um, but does not know whether he baptized any other. Now, Paul gets the significant part and makes a point to those whom he is writing this letter concerning sectarianism, that Christ did not send him to baptize, but to preach the gospel, with the wisdom of, not with wisdom of words, lest the cross be made of no effect. You see, Paul is stating that it's not his wisdom of man's words that he was sent to preach the gospel and baptize. Because if that were the case, then the death of Christ, the cross would have no meaning. Rather, it's the power of the Lord and the Holy Spirit which does the work through Paul. 1 Corinthians 1, verses 18 through 25. Christ the power and wisdom of God. Here, from the very beginning, in verse 18, Paul makes a very Powerful statement about the cross. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to those of us being saved, it is the power of God. Here in verse 19, Paul then quotes also Isaiah twenty nine fourteen to provide proof by the prophets of the Old Testament. I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Paul asks in verse 20, Who are the wise? Where are the scribes? Where are the disputers of the age? God has made foolishness of wisdom in this world. To those who perish, it is foolishness. But to those who are saved, it is the power of God. To the Jew, it's a stumbling block. And to the Greek, it's foolishness. But unto those who are called both Jews and Greeks, it is the wisdom of God. Verses 21 and 22. Now let's break down that the two sides here for understanding of the scripture to the first to the jews it's a stumbling block you see the jews could not get over the fact that christ's crucifixion and death happened they thought and believed that their messiah would be a great temporal priest which would live reign and rule here on earth but when he died on the cross they thought it to be an accursed death for their king and deliverer so they despised him and would not accept one who was hung on a tree because they did not believe he was the true Messiah. They required a sign, and that sign would have been that he would have been a temporal priest and lived and reigned and ruled on this earth forever. What they did not realize is that Christ, in performing his miracles and healing, was showing his divine power. And it is evident to the Jews that the Jews did not read or understand, or even if they did read the Old Testament scriptures, did not of his coming nature, divine nature, and even his death on the cross, that they didn't believe it, or they didn't understand it. Now, the second part of that is, to the Greeks, foolishness. The Greeks laughed at the story of the crucified Savior and despised the apostles' way of telling it. They sought for wisdom, for they were men of wit and men who read, who were cultivated in the arts and sciences, to whom, for the ages, have been which have been the center of knowledge and learning. For for many many years, there was nothing in the plain doctrine to suit their tastes. When it came to Christ, or even to satisfy their curiosity, to the Greeks they reasoned with the foolishness, and mind you, in their in their thinking, what hope to be saved by one who could not save himself? They thought a man who was condemned and crucified as a malefactor, a man of mean birth and poor condition of life, then cut off so vile and in such a, a precious death. This was the pride of, the, of a human reason and learning of that the Greeks viewed Jesus, his birth, his divine nature, and his death on the cross for payment of sins. The Greeks thought all of this was little more than stupidity to receive such a doctrine and to pay high regard to Jesus. Thus, the Greeks were left to perish in their pride and obstinacy. Note it is, it is with God to leave those to themselves to pour out such pride, contempt, the divine wisdom and grace. God leaves them to their own devices. In other words, know what Paul states in verse 25, because the foolishness of God is wiser than men and the weakness of God is stronger than men. You see, God is, we need to understand, God is omniscient, omnipotent and holy. And even if the foolishness of God or the weakness of God it is still wiser and stronger than the sinful fallen man. First Corinthians 1, verses 26 through 31, the glory of God. For those who see their calling not in, in their own eyes, in wisdom or flesh, because those who do not see their calling in that way uh, are wise, according, according, and not mighty, are truly called on the Lord, verse 26. God, as Paul states in verse 27, has chosen the foolish things of the world to put the wise to shame. And he's chosen the weak things of the world to put the shame of things which are mighty. The base of things in the world and the things which, which are despised by God, has, he has chosen and to the things that are not to bring to nothing the things that were. Verse 28. In verse 29, so that all things of a of, of fleshly man is not to glorify, he's not to glorify himself in the presence of God. This is what Paul is saying in verse 29. A fleshly man is not to glorify himself in the presence of man. He should be glorifying God. In verse 30, You are of Christ Jesus, who became for us the wisdom of God, the righteousness and sanctification sanctification and redemption. At the conclusion of chapter 1, in verse 31, he says, He that glories, let him glory on the Lord. Which is going back to what he said in verse 29. That a fleshly man should never glorify himself, he should, and he should actually be glorifying the Lord in all things. First Corinthians chapter 1 Corinthians chapter two, verses one through five. Christ crucified. All Paul tells us the church in Corinth is that they did not come to the excellence in the excellence of speech or in the great wisdom of, in sharing the testimony of God. Rather, he tells them that that he knew was Jesus Christ and being crucified. He's not saying he was there. He's saying, all I know is that Jesus, he came and was crucified and risen again. Verses 1 and 2. He tells them that he was with them in weakness, fear, and and much trembling. And when he preached his words, they were not of persuasive human words of wisdom. Nothing there was of, of Paul. It was God working through Paul. But in the demonstration of the spirit and power, so that your faith will not be in the wisdom of men, but, again, as I have stated, in the power of God. Verses 4 and 5. Paul tells them that we should not speak wisdom among those who are mature and not the wisdom of this age, because that comes to nothing. Verse 6. What do we speak is the wisdom of God in a mystery, which God ordained before the ages, so that he did so for our glory. You see, none of the rulers of this age For they have not known that they would have have crucified the Lord of glory. Verses 7 and 8. Paul says in verse 9, Man has not known, either by hearing or seeing, or in man's heart, what God prepared for those who love the Lord. God has revealed these things to us through the Spirit, because the Spirit searches all things, and yes, the deep things of God. Verse 10. Man only knows the things of man, except the Spirit which is in man, but only the Spirit of God knows the things of God. Verse 11. We have received the Spirit of God, and not of this world, that we might know these, the things which are fully given to us by God. When the Spirit resides in us, the things we speak are not of man's wisdom, but what the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things again with spiritual things. Verse 13. Natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to such a natural man. And he cannot know them because they are not spiritually discerned. Verse 14. In verse 16, Paul asks a poignant question, Who has the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? Well, no one can instruct the Lord. A great example is found in the book of Job, chapters 38 through 42, where God responds and challenges Job concerning wisdom and who is the creator of all things. And who owns the universe in in their hands? Well, God demonstrates to Job that he does. He has all those things. And Job can do nothing. What Paul says is that we must have the mind of Christ. That's how we must prepare and be prepared in ourselves. This concludes today's podcast. I hope that you will join us next time as we will cover chapters 3 and 4 in the podcast series, First Corinthians, Paul's letter to Corinth. Our earnest prayer here at Plugged into Christ is that our podcasts have helped you in understanding the Bible better and it strengthens your faith and encourages you to spend time reading and studying Scripture. We encourage you here at Plugged into Christ to spend time in the Word Spend time praying, and most of all, be part of your local church services each and every Sunday. Plugged into Christ podcasts are published through Buzzsprout.com. And now you can set up a free account in order to listen to these podcasts. there on, on Buzzsprout. You can also go to the Google Play Store if you have an Android phone or an Apple iTouch phone and download either Spotify or Pandora. And you can catch the Plugged into Christ podcast also on iTunes. You just put the Plugged into Christ in the search box and you'll be able to listen and have access to or even download any or all the podcasts of Plugged into Christ. If you live in Lorain County area, we would love to have you come and join us at Lorain Folk Gospel Church, which is located at 1900 West 19th Street in Lorain, Ohio. Our normal church service is Sundays at 11 a.m. We are very thankful for all of our podcast listeners. But until our next podcast... May the Lord richly bless and keep you.
0: This has been a presentation of Plugged into Christ with your host, pastor, and teacher, William Polis. Our next podcast will be part three of First Corinthians Letters of Correspondence. This podcast is a production of Plugged into Christ and is sponsored through the Full Gospel Church. This is your announcer, Zabin Grady, wishing you a blessed day.